previously on zero credits. You can do so at twitter.com. We're at zcpcwhj at twitter.com, and that stands for Henry. That stands for zero credits podcast with Henry and and John. With Henry and Jamie, that's right. No, John, what happened to John? Where's John? Okay, okay, something's wrong. John's supposed to be here. I need to get back. Ghost? 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 Um, we're... Ghost! We're I'm getting instructions! Friends. I'm getting instructions on how to build a portal! They'll it's tell not done! Friends. It's, it's not done! I'm sorry! And I, they'll I tell go. another friend to listen up to Zero Credit Podcast, where you can listen to all of the best media News there is, cultural happenings of that there, zeitgeist. The time! Ghost! That's who've been doing it the whole time! We've been... The, the zeitgeist! It means time ghost! Those are the ghosts! They're the ones telling me how to get back to the past to save John! A portal is opening to the past. I'm gonna do what all people who open portals do on podcasts do. When they step through it, I'm going to narrate what happens, because otherwise, who's to know? I'm stepping through my last, hopefully, portal! And now, my dear fans, it is time for the thrilling conclusion to this month-long saga through time, space, and the fast and the furious movies. It has been my pleasure to serve as the previously on voice for this long, long journey as I was unable to do much of anything else being nothing but a robotic hair tape to a microphone. Yes, it is I, your friendly neighborhood exposition robot. Remember? From episode 100 when I took over the world. Ha! 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 What good times those were! Well, anyway. Let us see what the Zero Credits boys do to heal the time stream and bring back everything we know and love just the way we all should remember it. Ha! 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 to the window and throw it open and there's a boy on the street. Boy! Boy! Yes? But boy, what day is today? Why, it's the Zero Credits 200th episode day. 
I didn't miss it. Oh, this is so great. Uh, boy, boy, <laughs> yes. run to the run to the store and pick up the biggest zero credits two hundredth episode goose you can find. Uh, and tell him uh, I don't I have guess. any money. Can I have some money to go get the goose? <laughs> you know, t- they never they. That's the weirdest part of that. They never actually address how you pay for it, but just go, just go and get it. I'll I have back a goose as big as meself. Well, you're not. You're kind of malnourished. If you could, like, I want a fattened goose. Like, it's this is going to be a present to like a guy. I haven't seen him in like a month. Actually, we kind of met up two weeks ago, but then we split up again. And uh, he doesn't actually eat goose, so this is. A bad gift. But go, boy! Go get it! <laughs> I'll just bring back a goose, because this is all pretty high-touch, and I can't deal with this right now. I'll just get a goose. Well, no, get the best goose! I want to stress that you have to get the best goose. Um, can you promise me that? Sure. Wait, I just remembered. I'm supposed to ask you, is that prized goose still in Mr. McConnor's window? Yes. Oh, go get that one. Tell him that uh, you won it. That's much clearer. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> Bye, boy. Bye, boy. Um, I haven't missed it. I haven't missed it. I just, I just need to find John. I don't know where to look. It's weird. Um, ostensibly. Oh, hey. oh, oh, hey, John. Oh, you were. Were you here the entire time I was shouting at that boy to get a goose? Yeah, it, it seemed kind of rude at first, but you know. Wait, it was rude of me to shout at the boy to go get a goose? I just don't think, you know, maybe an excuse me, not a you there boy. That seems like a weird way to address somebody for the first time. You've never met that boy. Well, how do you know I never met that boy? How do you know I've never woken up in a bed that wasn't mine and flung open windows that don't have a screen on them that I can shout out to a boy on a cobblestone street. How do you know I've never done this before? Maybe that was judgmental on my part. I don't know if you know that boy or not. It just seemed rude to me, but it's fine. Oh, uh, uh, maybe I'm getting distracted. John, it's very good to see you. Uh, I, I, I thought we were going to end up in the same place the last time we went through a time portal. Yeah, I the last time I went through a time portal, uh, I don't really remember a lot. I do remember going through hundreds of them. Wow, you've been on a journey. I ended up in a world uh, where Marvel movies didn't exist, and instead there was a, a very complex and elaborate cinematic universe of young adult novel adaptations. Oh, like Divergent? Yeah, yeah, that's one we meant to talk about but didn't get around to. Oh, like his Dark Materials? No, it was uh, it was more like Jane Austen novels and also Hunger Games. Okay, that I mean yeah. that seems pretty cool. Uh, one of my also co- you've seen Doctor Strange, right? Yeah, I saw Doctor Strange. That was one of mine. <laughs> one of your one of your timelines you ended up in. Yeah, it was the plot of Doctor Strange. Were you Stephen Strange, or were you like right behind him, just watching him do his thing? Uh, it was like a C3POR2D2 situation. I was a constant observer, uh, but I was uh, not the monk guy. I want to be clear. I did end up in a version of the time stream where I experienced the world through the viewpoint of what most people would consider to be the camera in the Marvel 
cinematic universe film Doctor Strange, but I did have a body and could feel pain. Well, wow, that sounds like you've been through a lot. Um, I just went to the one alternate timeline where apparently you didn't exist at all. Um, well, that one and... sounds pretty good, actually. <laughs> well, it was just weird, because you didn't exist at all. There were no Marvel movies. Uh, I I had been doing the, the podcast for uh, just years with just Jamie, and like all of the things that we did together, you and me went did together. Jamie and I did together, and it was just it was just weird. Do you think you could maybe infer from that that either my existence is dependent upon Marvel movies, or Marvel movies' existence is dependent upon me? Like we can't, like if one of us exists in a universe, the other one must. I've had a lot of time to think about weird time shit the past. Right month or hundred thousand years or whatever it's been yeah it's like that harry potter prophecy uh one can't survive while the other lives wait (laughs) yeah it's like the harry potter prophecy one staircase you look when you look at the staircase the staircases move exactly and uh so yeah i feel like you're wholly responsible for the greatest cinematic moment in history and uh i'm very glad to have found you and and to have gotten you back it does, though, seem as though we're trapped in, like, a Victorian-era Charles Dickinson kind of world, because there was a boy at the street to yell, and there was a goose in a window. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I've been recording of this weird Charles Dickens house forever. Oh, we've always been here in the Charles Dickens house? Yeah, we've always been here, and unless we find, like, a clever way out of the Charles Dickens house by the end of the episode or the next one, we will have to remember that we made this choice. All right, well, I'm happy here, and uh, I guess let me just say to everyone who is listening, welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name is Henry. And my name is John. And for the past 200 plus episodes, we have been looking at the cultural happenings of that there zeitgeist. And happy 200th episode, everybody! Happy 200! It's been a long road. It's been four or five years. It's been, well, really just one couch the whole time. We never really changed couches. Well, yeah, there. well, actually... We, we used to use my couch. Oh, yeah, you're right. We did change couches. However, your couch has Spectre, like, followed us through all locations. Uh, right. We just it, haven't it's, always sat on it. it yeah, sometimes we just kind of look at it from the other room and, and wonder what could be. Well, we sit on, like, a blue couch or something. It's been so long since you and I have recorded in person. I forget what that secondary couch even looked like. Uh, so, it's kind of green. Oh, I turned away from the microphone. It's kind of green with some swirls on it. It's kind it's very firm. Oh, the firm couch. The firm couch, yeah. We got, we got sloth couch and, and firm couch. <laughs> That's the only two kinds you can have. Yeah. Uh, 200 episodes, John. It's been four or five years. It's been a long road coming, and it's been five episode 199s. <laughs> Uh, yes. Oh, yeah, I guess those were the only ones that would have been recorded other than the one that was mine, which was recorded canonically as the movie Doctor Strange. Yeah, which for legal reasons we cannot upload because it is just 
<laughs> I can't stress this enough. The audio is literally just the the Marvel movie Doctor Strange. And honestly, without the video, you are missing a lot. Yeah, it's a visual spectacle, that movie. I, I don't know if the dialogue really stands out that much. Yeah, I mean, without the visuals, you can't even tell that uh, that one character is kind of a problem from a racial standpoint. And the other one is uh, played by Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Hannibal himself. Hannibal Lecter turned magician, turned into whatever Death Stranding was. Yeah, hell of a transformation. Much as this show has had a hell of a transformation over its last four, four and a half years, right? Yeah, we started in 2016. Yes. Uh, Now we're in... 2020. Oh boy, does this mean roughly every 200 episodes we'll have to endure an American presidential election? Uh, I The timing is off because we don't number every episode. Sometimes we number the episodes the same number. And uh, in reality, I think we've done like closer to 250 episodes than 200. Ah, uh, 200 episodes. 200 episodes. And this at least for me, this 200th episode is brought to you by Stone XO Coveza, an imperial stout inspired by Mexican hot chocolate, stout brewed of chocolate, coffee, basila, peppers, vanilla, cinnamon, and nutmeg. And for me, of course, this podcast is brought to you by water, because I have had a rough couple of days. It has a good smell to it. The water? Oh, the, uh, the, the beer. Ooh. Ooh. It's like a spicy hot chocolate. Ooh, I, I was gonna say it had, it sounds like it has peppers in it. That's interesting. Oh, this is, I thought, I was looking forward to like a smooth, dark, robust, kind of like, just treaty little ale, little stout. And what I have is like, uh, it, it's got a swift kick. And the, and the foretaste that lingers through the aftertaste, it is an interesting treat. I am pleased. Is it uh, very spicy? It's not very spicy, but there's definitely spice there. I think the peppers are working with the nutmeg to just make that spice kind of linger throughout the, the mouthfeel. Yeah, that's usually how you make good food in Breath of the Wild, is you put a nut and some peppers in it. Got cold resistance, I believe. And boy, do I feel resistant to the cold right now after a couple of sips of that stone. I cannot say the name and I feel horrible. Now, of course, I'm drinking water because, uh, I don't know about you, uh, but yesterday, November 3rd, uh, 2020, was difficult for me for a lot of reasons. A very stressful day. Uh, I don't feel like I drank too much, but I did drink enough to make my body not know how to process stress appropriately. And then I proceeded to have a night of sweaty nightmares and sleep for just a couple hours. And then I woke up and went for a walk and threw up. It's been a day. Right. No, I've been right there with you because this whole week has just been kind of a stressful, kind of a nightmare scenario for me. Um, But yesterday I did partake of the devil's water, but I, I did pace myself and I did drink water before I went to sleep. And I did end up getting... About six hours of sleep, so kind of a normal night for me. But yeah, not too it, bad. 
did not feel restful, felt like one of those kind of sleeps where you pass out and then you wake up and it's hours later and you're like, did I sleep or did I just kind of zone out for six hours? Yeah, it, uh, thankfully my Fitbit is around to tell me how shitty my sleep actually was. Uh, but today is better. Not only is the news better, but I've, I've compartmentalized things. I'm digesting things a little bit better. Made dinner, went to work. It's been, it's been an okay day. And you're, you're really excited to celebrate this podcast that we've been doing for four and a half years. We've gotten to episode 200 and, uh, you know, why not? We, look, let's take a little look, see at where we've been. Yeah, I mean, we've had a month to listen to old episodes of the podcast and also listen to them, of course, because we were in them. Uh, because right. We're traveling through time. We, we, uh, have, we, we have literally revisited old episodes because we were hurtling through time. Uh, thanks in part to the zeitgeist, the time ghost. And uh, I, I wonder what the purpose of the journey is, but I guess that's neither here nor there. Uh, but yeah, we, we've lived through some episodes. Yeah, no one has ever more literally used the term revisited than we are doing so right now. Uh, so maybe we should uh, talk about where we've been, the couches we've sat on, the pineapples we discussed, and maybe where we're going. Right. Uh, actually, I just remembered this podcast started on a love seat, John. Oh, you're right. It wasn't. Wait, did it? Yeah, yeah, in my old apartment in the in that city that we used to live in, uh-huh. uh, it was a little blue love seat two seater, um, and we used like my coffee table for the microphone. It wasn't a coffee table; it was an end table I used as a coffee table for the microphone. Do you remember did, this? Did your, did your brown couch come later? The brown couch that I I, I got when we moved to Austin. Oh, I thought the brown couch came with you. That's crazy. We've sat on three different couches during the podcast. We started out in that little two-seater. Then we got really spread out on my my huge brown couch uh, that basically engulfs you when you sit down. And then uh, we we got close again when we moved to the green couch. And now we're, we're farther apart than we've ever been. Yeah, it would be difficult for us to be farther apart and still record a podcast. Uh, this is just some of the fascinating and exciting content you can look forward to on the Zero Codes podcast, conversation about couches we've experienced. Uh, we've moved through recording equipment. I'm currently, I believe, recording on your old Blue Yeti Snowball Ice. It's either one that you already had or my old one, but I still have a, a blue... I still have a Yeti snowball ice uh, in my possession for some reason. Oh, weird. I don't know where this one came from then. Maybe I just bought it from Circuit City or something. Right. And uh, I upgraded to an uh, Audio-Technica ATB. It's it's just a weird model number. They don't do really catchy names. Uh, But, you know, the the podcast microphone that... uh, was supposed to just, like, upgrade our entire sound quality, but only works in person, so <laughs> it uh, it's not serving this purpose right now. Sorry, listeners. 
for um, my audio quality. Now, <laughs> I think fundamentally, listening back to the first episode, revisiting the first episode of the podcast, not too much has changed in that we're just kind of two people who talk shit and don't know anything, which is the point. So congratulations us. We've gotten a lot better with one talking at a rate that humans can understand. <laughs> this, this, revisiting some of the, the like the first two years of episodes where we would talk so fast and there was there would be no spaces in between what I said and what you said because we wanted to just chop out all of the quiet parts and and it's it gives it's dizzying to listen to. Yeah, I would go through old episodes. I would truncate silence, so I would I would set a filter that pretty much if there was any silence in an episode that was longer than like point zero two seconds, it would just remove it. Made the podcast unlistenable. I also think that we we vacillated in the first couple years between having an energy where if you were to listen to the first episode, you'd be excused for thinking we were strangers because we had no chemistry and seemed weirdly hostile to each other and. Uh, only kind of responded to what the other person was saying sometimes. <laughs> uh, and then you go into our our later years where we are just constantly talking and talking a whole... I'm talking monkey japes. Just constant talking and lying and constant bits, which were fun, but boy, imagining listening to that. It's so crazy going from... Doing the podcast today and just the, the manner which we do it, where we cover maybe, you know, on a good day, we might cover three topics in a podcast episode. Whereas before it was like, I want to say two sentences about this and then five sentences about this. <laughs> and like we cover just so many things in an episode, but never dive in too deep to any of them. Yeah, we... I would come into every podcast episode with like a list of five or six things I wanted to talk about. And then I would uh, absolutely talk about every single one of those things. And then you uh, factor into that. There were, there were periods where we were trying to put in additional segments. Oh, the segments, the segments, the segments. Yes. Rest in peace. The break. Uh, Rest in peace. What did you watch? Oh no. What did you watch? There was a time period, I, I want to say it was like kind of season two, where we we heavily leaned on the crutch of just talking about what we were watching, and it would dominate at least half the episode, if not more, and we were quickly just becoming like a, a just like a, a show in review podcast, <laughs> and uh in the season three, we like quickly abandoned that. And now we abandoned it so much. We've kind of never done it again. We've kind of abandoned pretty much everything uh, and distilled it down to the essence of two pe- two tired people talking about two or three things that kind of interest them. Right. And with under the guise of like, yeah, I saw this in like two places on the internet. That means people are talking about it with no confirmation that that's true or not. <laughs> Now, of course, if you go back far enough, we just talked about uh, college shit. It's true. Yeah, first year was really just our college experience. And just the weird world it was where we were both kind of out of college 
but still hanging around her college town with like very minimal prospects and jobs that either didn't pay well or that we hated and just trying to deal with what it, what it meant to be entering the world. It's, it's interesting. Like there's going to be listening back a lot of perspective for us that might be interesting for us to look back on, but I'm not sure that all that college stuff kind of, I don't know if it was interesting to other people. I, I truly don't think that it was. And what are you talking about? Jobs that I didn't like. I didn't talk cryptically for 35 minutes on an episode about wanting to quit my job at a bank and become a bartender. Yeah, no, that didn't happen. That didn't happen at all. No, come on. That would be ridiculous. That would be that would be so desperate. If I were to listen to that, uh, I would want that person to quit their job or I would hit them. It's funny because uh, in one of the episodes that we that I found myself in, I found myself in the 2017 Monkey Japes episode, and uh, reliving that, there was a moment where I I said something along the lines like, "I hate the job that I have now, and I, I'm not going to stay there. I'm going to be gone by a year." And we flash forward to 2020, and guess what, John? Oh, no. I'm still at that job. Well, if it's any consolation, I'm, well, I'm still at one of the jobs I've had during this podcast. So, you know, everyone has a certain amount of growth. Yeah, I haven't grown at all. It's amazing. (laughs) Not growing at all is good. Good. It's good. You're not shrinking. (laughs) You're right. I'm maintaining Maintaining yeah. my my personality weight. Yeah, you're on maintenance. You know, eventually you're going to be on a career bulk, and then once <laughs> you've got a lot of like respectable career mass, you can start a you can start a judicious career cut. I just I don't want a career plateau, so I got to do some career confusion. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, eventually we need to get you ready for the career, Mister Olympia, and you're not going to get there unless you seriously start considering using some special career sports supplements. Yeah, give me that some of that career ketamine. It's you need career HGH. That's right. That stands for human. No, wait, hu- human growth hijab. Job. Good job. Human growth job. I feel like the uh, where this podcast has gone or how it, how we treated it has really kind of reflected who we are throughout the ages. Because in 2016, we were kind of bright-eyed, ready to take on the world, and talking way too fast for anyone to understand. And now, through the passage of time, we have become jaded and cynical and we have slowed down to the point where we can only handle one or two things before we get too tired and we fall asleep through the passage of time and the slow destruction of our bodies through our actions and the actions of time uh i agree i i like where i am in terms of the the speed with which i tackle the things i'm interested in well yeah it's it yeah 
I, I am more appreciative now of the podcast because I feel like we can really deep dive into a couple of things that are happening. Get some really funny takes instead of just informative takes, even though that goes against what we started the podcast as. <laughs> Remember <laughs> the first episode of the podcast? We were we were just trying to be informative and make people think, and then over time, gradually, we just get more and more lax. And just let our humor seep through, because at the end of the day, we're comedians first. I, I think that uh, I think that our role as educators really it's a uh, it's maybe the tenth thing we do in order. Right, right. Before laughs, bits, guffaws, and and doing doing silly silly japes, irritations of our listeners and each other. Yeah, we love annoying the listeners. That's kind of the point, right? That's the whole reason this podcast exists. So if you're listening to this, fuck you. <laughs> Not We don't want to hate our listeners, just annoy them. Oh, I meant that in like a fun, like, busting your chops kind of way. You know, to irritate you, but you know that I still love you. Right. I Fuck you. <laughs> As a podcast that kind of started out kind of making fun of other podcasts... Um, or actually, maybe that was just like an era of the podcast that we went through where we would just talk at the top and then I would always ask, what are we doing? And then we would go into an, a podcast or go into a segment and we started just doing all these segments and making fun of segments. I feel like we've matured in that we no longer try to make the podcast subversive to other podcasts. Uh, yeah, we've definitely, at this point, if we were still using it as a platform to make fun of how ridiculous podcasts are, uh, that wouldn't be funny. Because everyone knows that now. Everyone figured out that podcasts are like a, a patently ridiculous thing. Everyone figured out that podcasts are just places for people to say, we can't stand to have another four years of a fascist in power. And if the revolution starts, I'll be happy with my blue apron. I will get off my purple mattress and grab my MeUndies and head on down to the, the, the Civil War. I will say I am genuinely sad that we never got anything in the way of a sponsorship, not because I wanted to sell out or get money, but I just wanted free underwear. <laughs> There's still, you know, it all comes down to growing the audience. If we could grow the audience, we could get you free underwear. Yeah, but if I cared enough about free underwear to grow the audience, don't you think I would have done something to do that in the last four years? The funny thing is, uh, you know, the podcast has certainly matured, but our marketing hasn't changed at all. Uh, no. You mean the our approach to marketing where we have a semi-active Twitter account that does not advocate for itself whatsoever, uh, and we make fun of the idea of growing an audience and search engine optimization. Right. We, we laugh in the face of all of the, you know, current marketing practices. We have a Twitter account whose name is just impossible to search for. <laughs> yes. We have a website that is a string of numbers. <laughs> yes. Well, we have a, we do have a website, but we have nothing on it. We have another website and a domain with nothing on it. 
and then so for now we're like three two two seven two two slash blueberry dot com. Okay, good. It looks like I am still paying for zerocredits.net, so we're good there. Oh good, good. Um, yeah, so it still exists. I just I feel like we've discovered over four years, it's taken four years for us to realize this. Uh, we're not good marketers. Yeah, I, I think that there's a certain kind of skill set that people bring to podcasts sometimes, uh, which allows them to grow their audience and reach some level of success. And let me tell you, baby, we just don't got it. We don't got it, you know. We're both, you know, we're good on the hosting side, and we're both pretty good at the editing side. Uh, we just can't we can't launch the uh, the marketing side, the getting people to follow our Twitter account. Can't break 80 followers for the life of me. I will say, though, as long as we continue to fail to do that, we are the least corporate podcast. It's and great. Isn't that in itself something? Yeah, we're, we're, st- we're pirate radio, you know. We're, we're still going to hold on to that spirit of freedom and independence as long as we can. Because that's that's the boon of being unpopular. Nobody's here to tell us how to do our, what we're doing. Yeah, that it's a great thing about being unpopular. And by by you saying we would hold on to the spirit of freedom for as long as we can, that means the second some fucking two-bit fucking fake mattress or underwear company offers us $15 to put a 30-minute spot in the middle of every episode for them, we say yes. Right, yeah, no. We would absolutely dedicate one entire episode a month to be an hour-long advertisement of... You know, viral guerrilla marketing. And you I feel could like... pay us peanuts to do that. I <laughs> want to be clear. The, we the would... rush I would get out of out of receiving any amount of money for this, you could give us 50 cents and we would still probably do that gladly. Yeah, yeah. So for advertisers who are listening, uh, do yourself a favor. Listen to our uh, the, the first episode we did in October last year where... We did a pretty good job at, at shilling for stamps.com. Yeah, listen to the, all the episodes where we made fun of podcast sponsorships and realize how good we could secretly be at it and turn yeah. us into your shills. Help us sell out for as little money as possible. We really just want to do it for the joke. Yeah, we're just in it for the love of the game, baby. You could send us a windbreaker. I, for one, would be really happy to be sponsored, and maybe this speaks to my, where, where my head's at. I would be happy to be sponsored by any type of alcohol company. Just send me, you know, one bottle a month of whatever you make, and I will, I will shill hard for your brand. I mean, there was that brief Twitter romance with Aviation Gin. I know, and since then, the tree has gotten more Ryan Reynolds on it. Uh, but I have not yet to try again in fear of rejection. We just have to climb the... We need to climb the ladder to Ryan Reynolds. Obviously, it's going to be very tough to reach him directly, so we need to get the people who are Ryan Reynolds adjacent. Detective Pikachu. Blake Lively. Um, The shark from that Blake Lively movie. Anna Kendrick from that Blake Lively movie. (laughs) The person who played... uh, the what was a negasonic teenage warhead the x-men in right right that person i I was thinking of depender huh oh yeah get them too get depender he he might uh 
But here's the thing. We gotta, we gotta like, we gotta Lord of the Rings Shadow of Mordor this. We, we can't even approach those people. We need to get their cronies. And slowly, oh. slowly, as we kill more people who know Ryan Reynolds, we get closer <laughs> and closer to our goal of killing Ryan Reynolds. The nemesis system in action. Yeah, he is our nemesis. Right, of course, yeah. Because um, he stole our sacred blade, Ilofendradil. Right. I actually and, don't know what the plot of that game is. Oh. It, the first one? Yeah. Uh, Sauron's coming back. Uh-huh. We gotta stop that. Yeah, but don't it, aren't you wronged in some way? Oh, your family's killed. I think you are also dead. Oh, big plot twist. But like your your spirit gets bonded to the uh, the the ringmaker's spirit, and that keeps you alive. Oh yeah, and the, you know that game was okay. You become like a revenge ghost, but you're you're physical. And this is the kind of content you can come to expect on this and future episodes of Zero Credits, where we kind of remember the plot and less so the mechanics of a video game from six years ago. They're they're taking the online servers down for that game, which translates to the leaderboards are coming down. Oh, I feel very sad for people whose like one accomplishment is like killed the most orcs. Right. So yeah, over the lifespan of the of the podcast, I feel like in 2016 we were we were children on sugar, speaking so fast, just so, so excited to have the opportunity and the platform to speak about just very unimportant things. And uh, maybe in 2018 we kind of matured a little bit, but then kind of became like a, like a teenager rebelling against the system and making fun of the, the, the very platforms that we were trying to be a part of. And now we here we are in 2020 where we just want things to slow down en- enough so that we can understand them. And so you can look forward to our early onset dementia that will be the future of this podcast where we don't know what's going on and we refuse to understand it and we just yell at those people who are younger than us. I mean, we're almost there already. Like, look at our Quibi discourse. Oh, Quibi. Quibi. Quibi who, who, is, who is going out of business. Yeah, Quibi sought restructuring, tried to sell to any bidder whatsoever. No one was biting. No one, I think, even bought any of Quibi's properties. So Quibi has died a most uh, ignoble death. What's great, though, is that the people who had those producer jobs at Quibi, they're going to get producer jobs at other studios. And then the people that they worked with through the Quibi, you know, projects, they'll be able to bring on for other projects. So hopefully some people who who dedicated their their time and efforts and energies to Quibi will will see future work through those connections. But uh, as for the platform, kind of I'm glad it's dead. (laughs) Yeah, I truly hope that anyone who, like, produced art or cared about what they did or actually, like, put in the the time, effort to put these things together, I hope that they land on their feet. However, anyone on the business side who is thoroughly convinced of this weird out-of-touch shell game of media creation that also totally 
uh, cut out unions. I hope all the people who believed in it from a business standpoint have at least some period of hardship. Right. And, and there is one producer who I wish some, some, a special, a special, a special, who I especially want to experience some hardship. Um, there was, there were, it, it just can't, became like a weird spontaneous thing. Uh, I think it was Mika Burton, who is LeVar Burton's daughter, who worked at Rooster Teeth for a time, who revealed that there was a producer at Quibi who she interviewed with for a role who was just kind of creepy. Oh, no. And especially, like, immersed in the cosplay and gaming scene. Ugh. And somebody else whose name I forget, sadly, right now, cooperated. And it might have been Meg Turney, to be honest, who was also a Rooster Teeth affiliated or adjacent uh, cosplayer and, and, you know, person in that in that scene. Um, and she cooperated, like, yeah, the guy was kind of weirdly creepy and didn't like... I forget the term cause thoughts or something, but that's not the term. I don't know. I didn't understand it. And I looked it up and it turned out it was like fake cosplayers. Oh no. So he's to that both creepy and believes in the sanctity of cosplay. Yeah. He's creepy. Uh, doesn't like fake gamer girls, which is kind of oh, like, God. that's a very, just come on. <laughs> just shut up. Um, yeah, he was just this. So, to that unnamed Quibi producer, I, I w- especially wish fall onto some hard times a little bit. Um, learn your lesson. Be a better person. Don't you're, you're go like especially because like Meg Turney and Meek and uh, I hope I'm saying Mika Burton's name right. It could be Micah. I don't know, um, but especially because like they they're younger. And you're 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 the gatekeeper to their success, and you're talking to them about creepy things. Like, just come on, guy, L- yeah. learn. Hence, where a lot of creepy Hollywood stuff comes from. Now, it so Quibi producers, right? Right. My fear is that people who started producing for Quibi are actually going to land on their feet, as probably they should, you know, if they're good producers. And then, you know, they go to, like, NBC or something, and uh, they're, like, during the interview process, like, being brought on as a showrunner or producer, like, ah, how long is your uh, your typical episode? I'm like, ah, like, 44 minutes, the producer just starts sweating. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, like, they, um... I, my my favorite would be like so we've got this property um, it, it's coming from we're gonna put our cards on the table it's coming from a failed platform uh, but we you know sci-fi channel we think would be a good fit for you it's called uh, 50 states of fright <laughs> and, and uh, we've got we've we've got a whole backlog of 50 episodes and sci-fi channels like okay well you know what are we talking like how long uh, 10 minutes. <laughs> can we like combine them <laughs> and uh yeah it's like we want to sell them for you know a modest 100,000 each <laughs> it, it's interesting because Quibi did try to sell all of its properties and uh the only thing really to come of that is uh Denis Villeneuve actually optioned or is it Dennis I don't know 
uh, option the golden arm. So, you know, director of Dune, next movie they're putting out is going to be an adaptation of the golden arm. Can't wait to see it. Oh, that's really exciting. I hope that is, that is his very next project right after Dune. So that could be like from the director of the new hit saga, Dune comes the golden arm, the golden arm saga. <laughs> He's got two huge sagas going at once. One is Dune, the other is the Golden Arm. I'm so I'm I'm so excited that Quibi will no longer exist. However, I am sad that you will no longer see the uh the pretty incredible uh pictures that people took of the writers' rooms at Quibi, like Quibi headquarters, because there was a picture that someone had taken of a writer's room. Clearly people had been in there and the, there was, you know, one of those big glass whiteboard things as there tend to be in modern offices and writer's rooms. And it just had the word beginning with an arrow to the word middle with an arrow to the word ending. And that was the only thing that was written on the board. That's amazing. That's great. That, you know, that really hits all the high points of the story. It's, it's so good. Oh, Denis Villeneuve. So I did. Yeah, okay, okay, got it. He's French. I was afraid he was a Dennis. <laughs> Dennis Villeneuve. <laughs> Dennis Volva. <laughs> Am I saying uh, this right? Am I saying this right? The Oscar goes to Dennis Volva. <laughs> uh, you only said it a couple of minutes ago, but I keep thinking about the joke you made. And I'm going to talk about this as like as though I'm reminding the audience. <laughs> they did. You made this joke. You made this joke a couple of minutes ago about the Quibi producer sitting in an interview. I don't. It's just hitting me now how funny that is. It's uh. Listen, it's it's like when you're in school and you expect like a two page paper and you get a t- who what what school gives you a two page paper? You expect yeah. like a four page paper and they're like ah like you know. 12, 15 pages, like, fuck, shit. I can't wait for, you know, we're not going to know who these producers or, you know, showrunners are, but, like, a new a new show comes out, and all the critics were, are you're like, the first, ten ep- the first 10 minutes of the episode were really good, but then it just falls off from there. <laughs> the first 10 minutes were really good, and then it started playing the credits, but each credit slide was 35 <laughs> seconds long, and each one was a single name. Yeah, after, after, after the, <clears throat> excuse me, after the first 10 minutes of Lost 2, it just... Faded to black over and over again. <laughs> it uh, the first time the the lost logo came up and went wee wee, and then went by. I was like, okay, cool. This is usually what lost would do. And then it came back, and then it did it again. <laughs> <laughs> the theme song was forty minutes long. <laughs> Phones. <laughs> Phones ring in the shows for really long amounts of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, 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 how can we stretch this 10-minute episode into 44 minutes? Well, every time we show them, like, every scene transition, we just show them walking from location to location. <laughs> Hear me out. No transitions. No transitions? 
Yeah, there's no there's no cuts. If people have to go to a different location, <laughs> we follow them. If we have to go to a different location, the camera just turns away from the scene you were just watching, walks out the building, gets in a bus, goes downtown yep. to a different set, and then starts filming. Every episode is in real time. <laughs> it's like 24. Or uh, that the... So HBO Max has a, a show called uh, The Third Day. It's got Jude Law and other actors in it. And uh, The Third Day is broken up into two distinct parts. One called uh, Summer, the other one called Winter. But between Summer and Winter, there was a 12-hour long live real-time episode called Autumn. I What? A 12-hour real-time episode called Autumn that was live-streamed to audiences. Is this still on? Can you watch that? I, I feel like you can still track it down. And uh, so the majority of the 12-hour live, real-time live stream is just people going about their days, you know, day-to-day, with, like, very important conversations that people have time-stamped now because they're like, if you don't want to watch the full 12 hours, you can just jump to the timestamps of the very important moments. Uh, but, so, that's what Quibi producers can do. Uh, yeah, they can just do that. That'd be great for them. It'd be like Sleep No More, but, you know, movie. Yeah. Highly recommend The Third Day. It's only six episodes uh, long, Minus the 12-hour real-time live stream episode in between. <laughs> what an insane sense. It's only, listen, it's only six episodes, so there's not a lot. There is, and you know, if you're twisting my arm about it, there is a 12-hour long uh, live streamed episode that takes place in the universe where a series of important conversations happen. But li- it's not that much. Right. There, there are two parts to the show, and there are three months between the two parts. And uh, there are, there's <laughs> one... 12-hour real-time live stream event of one day in between those three months. I, uh, Third Day looks interesting and and dark and weird, and we're on kind of a dark TV kick, so maybe we'll watch it. It's, it's, yeah, it's pretty interesting because it's one of, it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's like a Lost where there's, like, things going on, nothing's really explained, it's kind of got, like, a conspiracy thing going on. And it's got, like, Jude Law in it, so he's pretty cool. Yeah, he's the young Pope. Oh, I guess he was, is, is or was the young Pope. Well, there's a new Pope now. Okay, wait, answer a question for me. Uh-huh. There was a show called The Young Pope, right? I remember this. There was a yes, that show. Jude Law, The Young Pope. And then, was there a movie called The Two Popes, or was that, like, a continuation of the show? Uh, so there's The New Pope, which is a sequel to The Young Pope. Okay, The New Pope is a sequel to The Young Pope. but And then there might be a separate movie unrelated called The Two Popes. That, that, sounds, that sounds right. There's like a weird Pope-centric media thing happening right now for some reason. Yeah, it looks like Two Popes was different. Wasn't there a time when there was a Two Popes? Oh, one of the Popes, I think, recused himself. That's not the correct terminology, but, like, stepped down because he was, he was, he was, he was, uh, 
getting the uh, the old age mind. Oh yeah, the two popes, 2019, actually released between the young pope and the new pope. So you would be forgiven <laughs> for thinking that this was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, wow. Actually, their their posters look pretty similar too. Well, how many? Yeah, how many posters can there be for a pope centric work? It's got to be like papal clothing or like a guy sitting on like. Uh, you know, a throne or a chair, a very ornate chair, or like standing in front of a pulpit. Like, there's not a lot you can do with Pope movies. I mean, you know, you're right. I can only think of maybe five more things you could do with something that's Pope centric. Maybe, maybe five. The pope is uh, scheming. Maybe the Pope is aware of an ancient conspiracy. Maybe the Pope. Uh, gains control over this thing called the Apple of Eden that makes people do his bidding. Maybe the Pope is going to control all of humanity, and then maybe you fist fight the Pope. Oh, Assassin's Creed 2. Amazing. Yes. Uh, the only video game that ends with you fist fighting the Pope. And one of the better final bosses of a video game, if I'm being honest. The, the Pope is, turns out, spoiler alert, pretty fit. Uh, yes, he can, even though you are a world-class assassin of great renown, uh, the Pope puts up a fight. Yeah, he does also, not go down. Assassin's Creed 2 is probably one of the best video games ever made. Uh, and people don't talk about it anymore, which is a shame. Well, Ubisoft is kind of over. Yeah, they made a million of them, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say there are ten Assassin's Creed games, when in fact there are probably more. But of the ten, maybe like two and a half or three were like genuinely good. Uh, yeah, two and and uh, well, two is like one of the best sequels ever made. I I think that two and its two and its subsequent content, Brotherhood and Revelations, like all together as a package, totally good. Two is just like the best though, uh, and then like Black Flag was good, right? Don't know what else was good. People re- seem to really like Origins and Odyssey. Oh, yeah. I almost forget those are the same games. I played Origins. It's good. Well, it's completely different in the way that they play, but they are technically still Assassin's Creed games. Yeah. It's uh, it's fascinating that they made Assassin's Creed Origins. That's basically just like a JRPG. Right. And, and I'm pretty sure Odyssey's the same thing. Man. I want to play some video games. Video games are great. Uh, PS5 comes out, like, I don't know, soon. This month. uh, So this is the only time in my life, uh, and hopefully this time in my life continues to be, where, like, I could conceivably, like, just purchase a PS5 and not feel too bad about it. I'm in this weird place where the future of video games is becoming a little... Unclear to me, like, with with Microsoft buying Bethesda and then, you know, Phil Spencer saying, we don't need to release Bethesda games on other platforms to make up the money that we spent and things like that. It's kind of like, well, do I want to just put all of my eggs in one basket or do I need to diversify for the first time as a video game person? I mean, not a thing you've had to think about for a while, not since, like, the early days of, like, the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360, did you really have to care that much about exclusives? Right. Uh, And now it's, like, exclusives of the battleground again. And it's like, I thought we were past this. 
But this is the only time in my life where I've been able to be like, I could just go buy a PS4. It wouldn't be like a super smart choice. It is right. like five, five or six hundred bucks or something. Yeah, between the two models, yeah. And I could just do that, but I always imagined when I was like a child and a teen, oh, when I'm an adult and I make the money where I could just go buy something like that, I would just do it. Uh, and now that I do have the money to do it, I don't really care enough or know enough about what the future state of video games or even my desire of video games will look like so much so that I would buy one. Like, I just put a bunch of new parts in my computer, and I'm enjoying that. I haven't played most of the things on the PS4 or the Switch, so, like, why why change? Yeah. It's funny, because, like, I thought we were getting to a point where, like, oh, yeah, the PS4 is finally, like, reaching its potential with games like Control and Last of Us 2, like, really pushing the, like, the edge of what the technology can do. And now it's like, bye-bye, time for new technology. It's like, but we just got here. That that always happens. Look at, like, uh, Shadow of the Colossus on the PS2. You're like, finally, this is incredible. And then PS3 just happens. Right, yeah. You get, like, Vagrant Story or whatever on the PlayStation. I was in a PlayStation house. These are the only ones that I know. You get, like, Vagrant Story, and you're like, this is uh, incredible. The level of storytelling and the art direction, the music, all of this is the pinnacle of what this can do. I'm so excited for the future. Oh, the PlayStation 2 is out, and now I have to play Onimusha and Ring of Red and shit. Right, yeah, yeah. It's like, God of War came out, oh, it's gonna turn out, it came out, like, two years ago, didn't it? But it feels like it just came out, and it's like, man, this is one of the best video games ever made, and I still haven't played it. And it's like, yeah, but... Now it's time for we remastered Spider-Man and made him look dumb on the PS5. We we whitewashed a white man. <laughs> we yeah we and no he the fact that he kind of looks like uh, I was about to say Tom Hiddleston that's not who that is. What's Tom Holland? The fact that he look kind of looks like Tom Holland complete coincidence. We swear. Yeah, we never. Uh, we were we weren't considering that at all when we did that. But even now, like with my PS4, even uh, excluding video games, I haven't played. I just started playing like Red Dead Redemption Two again. I just reinstalled Spider Man. I'm like, I could just play these two things again, and that's like 150 hours of my time. Right. That could probably hold me over for the next few months as long as I don't get bored of them. Yeah, I mean, like I bought The Last of Us Part Two. In, like, August, and I still have not played it. <laughs> it's, listen, maybe we just back off, enjoy what we have. It, you know, because I feel like we, because I want to be a part of the video game conversation, I follow all of these people who, like, are the video conversation, the video game conversation, and, you know, they all get review copies of everything, and they get to experience it all firsthand and then review it for their, their listeners. And because I follow all these people, I get wrapped up in this, like, I got to get it too. Our, our listeners, our fans, they want to know this stuff. But, like, we're an audio-only podcast. No one's going to send us anything visually related. Yeah, no. Absolutely not, <laughs> That, and we're not even, like, 100% video games, because we talk about everything. We talk about movies, TV, video games, music, whatever is happening right now. Mm-hmm. 
And that's the kind of content that you could come to expect to us. Expect to us? I mean, listen, if, if anyone here was coming for video game content, the, the video game content they will, all re- they will receive in the future from me is the content they have always received, which is about a year in the past is where I am on video games most of the time. Unless yeah. it's a video game about cowboys or Spider-Man, then I typically buy that shit on launch day, but that's about it. I think what the fans can, can expect from you video game-wise, John, is like Yakuza games, cowboy games... And, like, obscure games where you fight large bugs. The end. (laughs) Listen, I just want to take a moment, maybe the last 45 to 60 minutes of this episode, and talk to you about the vintage vintage French PC game called Robinson's Requiem. Now we know that a lot of video games have survival elements in them. And, yeah, you could track those back to your early roguelikes. But it all really started in Robinson's Requiem. Much in the same style as your your first-person dungeon crawlers of the time. This game was one of the first games with an open world system, a number of maladies you could contract, diseases, cures, you had to eat regularly. There was fully voiced conversation. One character says, I'm feeling ravenous, and then turns into a werewolf. Robinson's Requiem. Buy it now on goodoldgames.com, which might still exist. Gog? Gog. Is that goodoldgames.com? No. It's gog.com. Gog is CD Projekt Red's weird platform. I so it used so good old games became GOG and I okay. maybe, maybe CD Project Red bought it. Maybe they did, yeah. Um thank you for telling us about Robin's Requiem. Whoa. Requiem. Robin's this Robin's. uh this 8.1% chocolate milk beer uh I think is is impacting my ability to speak. Uh you said it's 8.1%? Yes. Uh-oh, buddy. And it's in a can. Uh-oh, buddy. <laughs> um, um, I only have two, so that's good. You're fine. Oh. John? Yes. We've talked a lot about where we've been and Quibi and then the state of video games because, again, everything's nebulous. But where do you see Season 5 taking us? Um, I think we talked about something similar to this around episode 150, and where we ended up was, we'll just kind of see. Right. We kind of left it up in the air. Yes, and we all know what happened, which was we stayed largely the same. Uh, My prediction is a hopeful one for season five, because season four... There was a a big title shift in the way this podcast was recorded, and also a change in the way that we as a world live our lives. What are you referring to? Oh, Uh, the coronavirus. Oh, right. Yeah, there was a a late game change. Uh, There was a late game patch to to season four that really kind of harshed Harsh the mellow on season four right there at the end. Yeah, season four got kind of got nerfed halfway through. Yeah, going into season five, though, uh, we still absolutely have the coronavirus, but my hopeful prediction uh, will be season four was our recovery. Season five is a return to form. Our meniscuses are healed, the coronavirus 
uh, better. Maybe we can meet in person. But I am looking forward to a year resplendent with unnecessary supplemental readings of Better Luck Tomorrow, additional Fast and Furious films to be released in 2021 as long as the global pandemic uh, is not worse, I guess. But maybe they'll release it even if it is worse. Shout out to the New Mutants. Uh, I am looking forward to watching Justice League. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, but seven times. I forgot. Oh, no, I forgot about that. Oh, you forgot we have to do, like, four. Do you... Is it coming out next year, the Snyder Cut? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Well, that's another... You are not going to get a straight episode of Zero Credits... <laughs> For a year. It is all just going to be totally superfluous <laughs> supplemental readings. That's right. Season 5 will not even get a chance to start before we're neck deep and waist high. Wait, that's how people talk. Neck deep and waist high in Zack Schneider movies. Um, specifically just Justice League. Uh, also we pr- a, a whole new season of Fast and Furious Spy Racer. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's right. A whole new season of... There's a whole season? There's a whole season. Of Fast and Furious Spy Racers. Uh, at one point or another, I, we should get together to play the video game. Yeah, uh, we should play Fast and Furious Crossroads. Which, I, I hear it's not that long, and also it's not that good. Great. Um, Right. I, so that's that's a really good that's a really good new season resolution uh, you're promising because actually I just scrolled through season four and uh, you know it's lacking in season four by like a huge abundance. Oh, supplemental readings. Yeah, look. So episode one hundred and fifty. I'm and now I'm going to start scrolling up, and I'm still scrolling. I'm now at episode. Uh, 170, and I'm scrolling, there's a less than zero here, and I'm scrolling up, and I'm scrolling up, I am scrolling, I am now on 188, I am scrolling, and scrolling, and scrolling, we did one in season four. What was it? Bloodshot. Oh, wow, really? And we did it right before 199. We really owe it to people to do a disgusting number of supplemental readings. So, yeah, if we can classify, like, the years, like, you know, the year we got started, 2016, the year of the segments, 2017, uh, the year of supplemental reading of Fast and Furious, 2018, and then 2019 was kind of the year of just straight episodes. Yeah. And uh, now, in 2020 and to 2021, it is, we're going to have a season of supplemental readings unnecessarily. You will unsubscribe to the podcast. You will uh, shit with fear. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. They're going to shit with fear? <laughs> uh, that is a reference to the, the year 2000 video game Illbleed, released on the Sega Dreamcast. Oh, uh, we can always turn to John for obscure video game promotion trivia. I and, like uh, Illbleed. I don't know what that is, but it sounds right up your alley. It's pretty bad. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, yeah. Look forward to that. We're we're just gonna do supplemental reading after supplemental reading, unnumbered episodes into oblivion. We That's... stand to potentially have season five be the artificially longest season of zero credits to date. Yeah, it, it could be great. It could be wonderful. Um, I'm watching Zach's, the We're watching Justice League like five times, so I don't know if it's going to be that great. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be everything you you know and love and come to expect from Zero Credits. Um, on a personal level, I don't know what I want Season 5 to be. It, it's kind of like that thing, like, I feel like come New Year's of 2021, people are going to be like, hey, what are, what's your New Year's resolution going to be? And... I, I'm kind of at a point where I feel like it's out of my hands. Because, mm. like, 2020, I don't know if you remember uh, January 2020, John, but it was the most hopeful everyone around me had been in a while. Oh, yeah, like, 2020 vision, everyone talking about their 2020 goals. In 2020, everything's going to be different. Uh, finger on monkey's paw curls. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. It, it was like new decade, new everything. everything. Everyone was so optimistic. Like the future was wide open. And then three months later, the world changed drastically for the worse. Yeah, and so it, it's it's kind of to the point where like I don't want to say I don't, you know I I totally agree that we owe a lot of supplemental readings um, to the fans, and uh, especially Better Luck Tomorrow, which we have been talking about. I want to say for a full year, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um. And, uh, but, but beyond that, beyond that, cause I totally agree with that, but beyond that, like for the day to day episodes of zero credits, I don't think I want to say what I want to happen in fear of life getting in the way or, or something drastically changing to prevent it from coming true. I mean, if 2020 has taught us anything, and this is actually something, uh, we don't need to get like super deep into it, but this is actually something that I'm examining about my life and life in general. Uh, I don't think that expectation other than like a basic expectation to be treated with dignity and respect and to do the same to other people. I don't know that expecting anything of life is the right move. So right. maybe 2021 and the last half of last half last month of 2020 <laughs> uh, is the season of no expectations. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Cause like I, for one did not expect to be doing the podcast from a Victorian age era, Charles Dickens house from here on forward. But like, that's just what it's going to be. Yeah. And like I said, of course, unless we find a way out of this Charles Dickens type mansion, what it is canonical. I, I mean, I don't know. I, for one, haven't even been outside of this room, and that boy certainly has not come back with that goose. So, like, I feel like, you know, if, unless we find some food, things are going to get kind of dire pretty quick. I mean, listen, old man McGonagall's or whatever the fuck, it's like a, it's like an hour and a half walk away, so he's probably still out there. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I sent that boy on an hour and a half walk? Yeah, you drive goose. there, so it really doesn't seem that bad, but it is a long walk. <laughs> wow, that is, 
Man, that that's just unfortunate. I feel like we need to like kind of like kind of stretch the time just to see if he could come back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> to see if the I mean, oh, of course I meant it is an hour and a half there and back. Uh, right, right, uh, yeah, right. I, that would I understand. Be crazy if it took him an additional, if it took him an additional, uh, additional. Uh, let's keep this rolling. If it took let's, him keep this, let's keep this. Let's <laughs> Two more, two run. more hours. Yeah, two more, two more hours uh, till that till that boy comes back. Oh no, what's that noise? It's uh, it, like small pebbles being thrown against the sash. No, we got sash. The sash? Threw open the sash? Uh, we got two hours to go, so I'm not checking that yet. Uh, <laughs> we are not, we are not, we are not ready to, to open that window, John. Um, but if we, if we don't, we'll have to eat each other. We already discussed this, running low on supplies and such. What other supplementary readings would you want to do? I want to. <laughs> this is a uh, this is a very dangerous position to be in uh, because, as we've noted, uh, we have to do them. Um, I don't know what else is coming out in twenty twenty one. Marvel well, see, movies? No, no. Here, here's the thing: we the Mandalorian happened. Oh shit! I haven't watched the second season of the Mandalorian. Well, no, it, it's coming out week by week. By the way, what? Um, Oh, is yeah. this, that's how they did it last time, right? That's how they did it last time. Okay, but the, that's fine. The first, to be more accurate, the first season of The Mandalorian happened, and, like, I we kind of barely talked about it. Even though it had so much carryover to the podcast. Gina Carano, my hatred of Baby Yoda, so much could be revealed. Yeah, so much could be revealed, so we could do, a, I would say, one supplemental reading about... <laughs> The entirety of, se- of, yeah. of season one. Um, and then maybe we wait until all of season two is out. Because I haven't watched it yet either to do another one. But I feel like like we could talk about The Mandalorian. Um, I would be okay with doing one for The Mandalorian. I always had in my mind that we would do one for WandaVision. That could be cool. When that's coming out or if people care about it. Um, it depends, it, so, I, you know, you know me, I, I don't typically watch trailers, um, but it, I, you know, we're a month eight into the quarantine and there's been, you know, the, the amount of movies to come out was like just so, so little and I was kind of starved for just something new, some new content into my veins. So I watched... Uh, I, I feel like it's the second trailer for the WandaVision series, or maybe even the first trailer. I can't keep this stuff straight anymore. I actually sat down and watched that trailer, and it looks it looks good. And by good, I mean it looks fucking weird. I, I it like seems like the 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 like the bravest Marvel Cinematic Universe thing to happen. So I feel like we'd have to comment on it in some way. Yeah. To break down the conventions that we're seeing uh, for an audience that might have, might either be too young or, or might not even remember the conventions that they're seeing put in front of them. Like the old 1950 sitcom stuff that, I don't know about you, but Nickelodeon ended at a certain time each night. And so I watched episodes of Happy Days. Yeah, Nick at Night. 
Nick at Night, yeah. And it looks and like I Love Lucy, the classic stuff that everybody kind of knows because that that is just prime zeitgeist material. I was personally um, a TV Land guy. TV Land was pretty cool. Um, it was pretty okay because it like once you get into like you accept the fact that you're gonna watch Nick at Night, like you get over the fact that the cartoons have ended and now you're watching Happy Days and reruns of, of old sitcoms. Uh, you, and then you stumble upon the TV land channel. It's kind of like, Oh, there's a whole, there's a whole bunch of these. There's decades and decades of mediocre comedy for me to enjoy. The Andy Griffith show and all that. Yeah. I like the honeymooners. Uh, they, it, I miss things like snick, you know, things that made your parents know you had to go to bed after they were over. Right. Right. That was like well, Saturday night, Nick. Snick, but you gotta go to bed after Snick. Right. All that and all the other shows. And now what is it? Fucking Paw Patrol? I don't know. I, I don't know what kids are They're watching Spy Racers, Sean. A-Cab, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what is this acronym going to be? <laughs> I'm gonna get there. All... Cops <laughs> are Basset Hounds. Oh, Pop. Oh, my God. That was kind of a cute, dumb subversion of that. Yeah. Fuck one, two. Fuck 12. I don't know what that means. Defund the Paw Patrol. Oh, <laughs> uh, why wasn't Paw Patrol... Why didn't they respond to Benghazi? The a lot of people like to they don't realize people say, "Oh, well, the Paw Patrol, you know, they used to get in there with billy clubs or really bust some heads for protesters." But they don't realize the non-lethal munitions are basically lethal munitions that the Paw Patrol deploys. Right. They're near near lethal. Yeah, they're 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 uh, lethal next, adjacent. Lethal adjacent. <laughs> Oh, all right. So I, I definitely feel... If you've ever seen the Paw Patrol box in some protesters that just start firing tear gas into them, you would never you'd never defend a member of the Paw Patrol to me again if you were there. Right. No, I get it. I get it. It's, the media doesn't show it because they want to they protect the, the uh, integrity of the Paw Patrol. But we... And the let people... me tell you, here's the thing. Those people on the highway, in those trucks with the big, with the trucks. Oh my god, yeah. And the, and the QAnon and sometimes and, the Nazi shit. The Paw Patrol's and, in those trucks. And, and let me stress this. The armed, they were armed. The weapons, they were armed. They had guns. When people's, the, a problem is when people see all the like pro-Trump QAnon weird voter suppression stuff, they're like, where are the, where are the Paw Patrol? Let me tell you, the Paw Patrol is, that is the Paw Patrol. They're there. They're the ones who are doing it. Yeah. It's sad. It's sad. You know, you never see the Paw Patrol and the KKK in the same place, only that you do. You, you do. They're just not wearing their dog hoods. Right. This is getting weird. Um... I, so, pivoting back, I definitely feel like we should do a supplemental reading for the first season of The Mandalorian, if only to give me a reason to rewatch that first season. Um, and I feel like WandaVision, I feel like we could have some real fun with. 
So those are those are two good ones. In addition to all the Zack Schneider shit that we're gonna do, and also Better Luck Tomorrow. Yeah, and I think uh, I think that it's gonna be fun. Both of those. And hey, what is what's that one character say on the Mandalorian? Say it ain't so. I feel like that's a Weezer song. You know the the old the old guy. Yeah, he goes Donna, Donna. Say it ain't so. Turn the lights on. Carry me. On. That's really what he me to you. That's, no, he, uh, yeah, yeah. He goes. He goes. He goes. Donna, Donna. I have spoken. Yeah, that's what he does. Yeah. Um. And look, is there crazy any... about that guy? That him? Yeah, he looks just like Buddy Holly. <laughs> God damn it. And that's what you can expect from past, <laughs> present, and future episodes of Zero Credits. Me remembering some Weezer songs. Yeah, a sweater. Um, uh, sorry for that silence. I don't know. My head's... I'm, I'm in a mental fog right now. Uh, oh... If you've stuck with us for 200 episodes, 200 numbered episodes of the Zero Credits podcast, you know, we thank you for listening to our weird ramblings about culture and pop culture and everything in between. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts for sticking with us this entire time. Uh, We love you, and uh, we hope you stick around for what we've got planned, especially because we are going to watch... Zack Schneider's Justice League so many times. And, and i just like to echo what Henry said. Genuinely, if you do listen to this podcast, I'm genuinely grateful. Uh, I love you, and fuck you. And uh, just piggybacking off John for a second, I just want to add, you know, we really appreciate, because these are this is like an hour of your day, an hour plus of your day, that you're dedicating to listening to just two uneducated, unstupid no, stupid. Stupid voices just blathering the first words that come to their minds. And uh, if I could add, fuck you. And if I could, I don't know if there's time for this, but I just want to add to what Henry said. We really do appreciate every one of you. It's a big commitment to stay involved with something this long. And fuck you. And, you know, I agree with what John just said, and I just want to add, and if, if, I, if I could, you know, if I, I'm just, if he could surrender his time to me for a second, I would just want to add, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. This is just a rider on what Henry said. Fuck you. And if I could just, you. If, I, if I could just add, fuck you. Okay? Fuck, just fuck you. Fuck you. Okay? Wait, Henry, do you hear that? Oh! Is that the sound of pebbles being thrown out a window for a sustained ten minutes straight? Yeah, they're, they're increasingly larger pebbles being thrown at it. appears as though a sash is fabric, so I was wrong. It is being thrown at the window of our Victorian manse. Oh, well, let me just walk over and uh, I'm going to throw the windows open and ow, ow, rocks, rocks are hitting my face. You there, old bitch. Me? Me? It's me, the boy. Oh, the boy, you're back. Did you get the goose? I didn't realize how far away that shop was. I'm sorry. Um, How are your legs? Uh, They're in pain. I did get the goose. Oh, good. How did you pay? 
Uh, I well, here's the. Have you ever heard about that one guy who traded a red paperclip for a pen and then eventually got a house with it? I have heard about that. Yes. Well, I bought the goose with money uh, that I earned <laughs> that I earned through a, through a series of shrewd trade ups, uh, but I did actually get a house. Well, that that's really great for you. Do I still get my goose? Yes, and also the house. I don't want to pay property taxes. Oh, cool. So I get a house? Yeah, here's the deed. Oh, thank you. And the goose? <laughs> that was that me note? throwing it into the window. <laughs> why did... Why... The <laughs> deed being... <laughs> the deed... The goose. <laughs> items being thrown up <laughs> through a window. What do they sound like? Well, I mean, this is just going to be a poor imitation, uh, but it's like a whoop, 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 whoop. And why do things make that noise? Oh, what? do you hear that? Whoop, 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 whoop. It's an a- AC-130 attack helicopter. <laughs> what? Oh, it's boy. gone. Boy, boy. Boy. What are you doing on this most auspicious holiday, boy? Um, I was giving you a goose, and then I gave you a house, and uh, now I'm going to go probably watch some TV and then go to sleep. Oh, cool, boy. Um, do you want to get, like, paid for your services? Oh, sure. Oh, okay, cool. Close window. <laughs> What, what is he throwing now? Oh, sorry. That's I just sometimes when I'm bored, I make that noise. Okay. Well, look. Hey, John. Uh, I've got this goose for you. Um, have this goose, and uh, I apparently I have a house now. This is a giant live goose. Oh, it, I'm glad it's alive. Whoop, 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 whoop. Wow! What an authentic goose noise. That that is the sound. Look, a lot of people don't know this, but there was a, a shift in goose noises from the Victorian age to today, and that's what goose's geese sound like in the Victorian age. Yeah, it's like how bananas used to be one way, and now they're different. Yeah, they used to have seeds in them, and so did geese. <laughs> this goose is full, full of seeds. Yeah, if you wanted seedless, I didn't ask for a seedless goose. I'm sorry. Uh, that's fine. I don't. I don't like GMOs. And I have a house. Oh, you have a house. Yeah, yeah. Just got the paperwork. Wait, are we gonna offload this Victorian mansion? No. <laughs> yeah, we can probably just leave it. Oh, oh, leave the house. Leave, leave the mansion. I don't know what's happening. I thought the mansion was our new home. Well. Unless we want the mansion, unless we want to have to remember, I don't, this is a crazy sentence, because obviously we are here physically in a mansion. Uh, right. Unless we wanted to remember every week that we're recording in a mansion, lest we fear breaking kayfabe, we might want to leave the podcast and then go to an alternate location, uh, such as a house. Weird. While you were talking about nothing, I was reading this deed, and uh, this deed is to a house... In 2020. So we're going forward in time by the power of real estate? Right. The real estate agency is going to send us into the future so I can own this house. 
So what you mean to tell me is that we went through a a month or a hundreds of thousands of years long struggle to move precisely through time and space, and yet realtors can just do that. Yeah, so we were we were acting on the behest of the 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 physical embodiments of the zeitgeist, the 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 ghostly manifestation of the time ghost, and now because I own a house, realtors can just send us to the correct timeline. Guess it's true what they say: landowners do have more rights. Yeah, they can vote. You can also just call the Paw Patrol on people. Oh, well, that's that's a weird perk. Property Question. first, baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, rights. Wait, land before lethal. That's not that's not anything. That wasn't... Land before lethal, the Paw Patrol kills people. Holy shit. If it rhymes, it's true. It's, and... That's right. <laughs> I hope you stay with us for the next 50 numbered episodes and a whole lot of extra bonus shit that we're just going to do because we want to do it. This is Zero Credits. My name's Henry. And my name's John. We've never done that before. However, one thing that we have done hundreds of times, and you don't like, but I'm bringing it back, since I'm editing this week, sounds like you're going to do the social media. Wait, I don't like the social media, or I don't like the fact that you said that you're editing this week, so I'm going to do the social media. You don't like it when I mention that, you don't like it when I mention who is editing and then kick that to social media. Right, and if you don't like anything about our podcast, you can send us a tweet on twitter.com at ZCPCWHJ. And John, he knows what that stands for. Is something being thrown through a window, or is that a goose noise? I, I really It's unclear. And if you have more grievances you wish to air with the podcast, please, we urge you, send us an email to email at zerocredits.net. Send us your 99.95 theses on why Zero Credits needs to just change entirely, and we will air them literally on the podcast. Send us an email. Send us your Gmail, but please don't send us. There's no good words right here. You can also find us on Spotify. Uh, If you're on the desktop version of Spotify, you can click the podcast section and search for zero credit open parenthesis close parenthesis to find us. If you're on the mobile app, I think you can just search for that, but I've never actually used the app. Because I think it costs money? I have no idea. We're also on iTunes, which is now called Apple Podcasts, if you're living in the correct year. So you can search for us on Apple Podcasts, and please leave us a review and a rating. Tell people. Tell people we just reached 200 episodes. That means there's so much content they can listen to absolutely for free. As long as they pay for the data to download the episodes or stream the episodes. Because we will not foot that bill. That's just how it works. Um, But the most important thing you can do in this day and age. Look, 
everyone's been separated for so long. We're all socially distanced here. It's the crazy 2020 year of Corona. Reconnect with a friend. Reconnect with someone you haven't talked to in a long time. And if they ask, hey, how are you getting through this pandemic? Tell them. I listen to Zero Credits podcast. They make me laugh because they are dumb and stupid. Please give them a listen. If you reconnect with two friends, they'll reconnect with four friends, and then we'll have 20 friends. I want friends. I need people to invite to my birthday party. And Henry, I just have a quick question for you. My name's Henry, and I'll be answering a question. So do you call it the disputation on the power and efficacy of indulgences, also known as the 95 Reese's Thesis, or disputation on the power and efficacy of indulgences in the 95 Reese's Theses? Anyway, from... I I call them Reese's Pieces. Let's go. Anyway, from everyone here at the Zero Credits, uh, old-timey Victorian mansion slash future house... Wait, what's that? A real estate agent? Why are they here? Oh, I just have to sign... Did they come through a creaky door just now? Yes. Okay. Uh, I just have to sign these... Goose. Is that... Is that... That's the goose? (laughs) I just have to sign these 40 pages and you'll open a a portal to the correct timeline and, and, and place I need to be? Oh, well, let me just... Okay, I got to sign here, initial here. Okay, sign here, initial here. Okay, can we fast forward to when I've signed all? No, you can't do that. You can't move time. Okay, I'm just going to sign here. All right, sign here. All right, I'm signing here. All right, John, do you want to sign some of these? Yeah, sure. Is it is it okay if I sign his name? Okay, sign. All right. Sign, 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 cross the T, dot the I. Sign. A little bit of a portal is opening up, a little time on sign. Uh, Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Okay, I can see it's widening. As we sign things, it's widening. All right, uh, so sign. Sign, sign. uh, Blue 42, uh, set, set, uh, hike. Escrow sign. Uh, All right, uh, payment imp, sign. Payment imp, sign. Escrow, sign, and... uh, Oh, these need dates too. All right, sign date. Okay, date. Sign date. Date. Sign date. Date. Do they need to be today's date? No. Okay, date. No. Okay, date. Date. (laughs) So it's probably just go in the portal. It's big enough. I think it's so. Just like a wait, but wait. I just want to make sure it's just a random date. (laughs) Yeah, it just says date. It doesn't say today's date. It doesn't say today. Legally, you could put any date. It just says date. Is it should it be the date we want to travel to? No, okay, you got that. All right, it, it does look person size. Can we just go in? We can. Well, All right, cool. Hey, let's uh, do it, Henry. I just want to say, from everyone here at the Zero Credits Future House, we're stepping, stepping into, into a portal. portal!